0: At the beginning of each podcast episode, hosts will typically read an ad for another company, but we're going to take this opportunity to promote and plug what we're building. We are building an AI-powered app that's going to be your personal mindset coach. Think about it as if you had a therapist in your pocket, one that will help you get to know who you really are, process your emotions, and make sense of your thoughts the app launch waitlist is back live and it's on our website for convenience we also left the link in the show notes it's very simple all you got to do is put your name and email address and you're signed up for the waitlist so you'll be the first to know when we launch and also you'll be the first to be able to actually test it for now here's a clip from this week's episode you pitch yourself for an opportunity that they didn't even ask for Yep. i just want people to realize this right because you were like oh do y'all need this photographer oh cool and you're already in that position to put yourself successful then you see somebody else alex and you're like you're just pitching yourself because you, got, you gotta go you gotta go and do it what's well, what makes it easier is when you offer for free <laughs> i'll tell you that for sure but i know i know even though you didn't say this i know that you had a plan though you were oh, like yeah. i'm gonna do this for free. i was like i'm gonna do this for free to so get my foot this, in the door oh ho-
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> mi gente dimelo dimelo what's good Welcome to another episode of the Gen Do it is Podcast brought to you by Plural. You already know, it's your boy Pavel bringing you another very special episode with another very special guest. Before getting into this week's guest, let me give you a quick reminder around what this show is all about. So our mission is to redefine professionalism. There's so many of y'all going out there, going to work, making money, but faking it while you're doing it. Well, our research has proven that The more you fake it, the more likely that you are going down a path towards a mental health crisis. So we are here to inspire you and empower you to be your most authentic self. So every week we have a different guest join us for a conversation around the conflict that they've experienced between professionalism and authenticity. Speaking of guests, the clip that you heard in this week's intro is with none other than Eden Martinez. Before getting into the full episode, let me give you a quick bio on Eden. Fun fact, Eden and I actually went to the same high school in the South Bronx, Cardinal Hayes. It's an all boys Catholic high school that ironically enough has had a lot of famous people attend besides me and him. There's Regis Philman, Fat Man Scoop, Jamal Mashburn from the NBA, and even a couple of your favorite rappers. From my, I heard Jim Jones went there, but I think he got kicked out, so he didn't finish. Anyway, we attended the same high school, but didn't graduate in the same year. In addition to that connection, Eden has also been instrumental to the success of a lot of dope podcasts. And these aren't like niche podcasts that I just listen to. I'm talking about some of the biggest podcasts in the game. Horrible Decisions, Flagrant. Brilliant Idiots, and the new Rory & Maul podcast, among many others. And for the most part, he's been an engineer, photographer, even DJing, as you hear him get into. He's what some people call a jack of all trades. But a lot of time, he's been in the background, engineering, working the tech, making sure that the hosts of the show are getting the shine, making sure that he's doing whatever he can to make sure that the show is running smoothly. To sum it up, he's an entertainer. Yet you'll hear in this conversation that these days he's thinking about flipping the camera around and sharing more about his perspective, his expertise, his story, and you'll see how it actually all ties into his relationship with his mother. Anyway, that's just a little sneak peek. But with that said, let's get into this dope conversation. All right, so authenticity—it's mm. a buzzword. Funny enough, it's the word of the year for 2023. I
1: don't oh, know why. Look at
0: that. But when you hear the word, what does it mean to you?
1: Authenticity. Hmm. In my own, like in my own sense of what authenticity is. Yeah. Obviously, being to your truest self, but that sounds so. How do I say that? non-authentic right cliche yeah. but i guess people are so afraid to kind of even simplify what authenticity can be yeah i guess it feels like for some people maybe oh you have to do so many other things or become a, a certain niche to be authentic Yeah, yeah. i think being authentic could be a, as basic as you just liking the things you like that's it or, so
0: but like i right, when you're your most authentic self like how would you describe it
1: oh i'm a goofy Yeah, yeah. That's like my authentic self. Like, I like being serious. I like being cordial. I love being goofy, though. That's just kind of, again, who I am authentically. Yeah. I think authenticity, from my experience of just working in entertainment and stuff, there's like this cool factor. And uh, I hate that, without a doubt, because a lot of people I've met who are just so, they just try to be very cool in front of other people, where like goofballs behind the scene. I'm like, bro, why don't you just... Why don't you just be yourself here? Like, so
0: you see a lot of inauthenticity.
1: Yeah, I think it just. Be, I think it's also just a, a barrier of defense too. Oh, yeah. You can't just let everyone see your authentic self every time. Why not? They take advantage of it. Mm. You know, I've had a lot of situations in the last 10, 12 years of work, like where i felt like I've been taken advantage of, where they use my kindness for weakness. I feel you. And that's my like. I'm authentically in my opinion, nice. I would like to think that people would vouch for me in that sense. But yeah, like, that's part of being my sense of yourself. I'm pretty chill. I'm nice. I could be a goofball. Yeah, yeah, But like, the niceness, a lot of people have taken like for granted. And again, that's where people put the barrier. But I'm still gonna be a goofball. I'm not gonna be no cool guy.
0: So growing up, do you think you were allowed to be a goofball? Absolutely. Really? Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I feel like family or parents are typically like yo, Like, come on, take some shit seriously, or like,
1: that's the thing. It's like, Deja or I, whatever. right, right, right. When I had to buckle down to get shit done, that's those, those are two different things for me. Like, I'll buckle down and get shit done, but I will find something as a joke, you know. It's also a coping me- mechanism for me whenever like shit gets tough or really bad times. I like using like jokes and stuff as a coping mechanism, but only to I only like doing that to my expense. I don't like doing that to other people's experience. Like if you're going through something bad, I won't I don't wanna joke on something about you where you're gonna feel like shit. like, yeah, maybe I, I cope that way, but that doesn't mean we're the same person.
0: So man. you're like the self-deprecating type.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, that's like, how I as, live my
0: life. Like you self-deprecate as long as other it'll make other people feel better.
1: Yeah, but like in this but not to make myself feel worse. Yeah. it's just more like I'd rather be the butt of the joke. To make light of a moment. Yeah. Than to kind of like. I don't know. There's other ways to cope with that. Yeah. But that's yeah. just my way of doing it.
0: My mom's the same exact way. Yeah. And I get frustrated. So like. <laughs> I get frustrated because. In those difficult situations. She says something funny. And I don't want to laugh. But she's so funny that I have to laugh. And it automatically shifts the thing. But part of me also is like. She made me laugh.
1: <laughs> but like, can you be serious for once? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: then if our question is like, well, do I need to be serious now?
1: It's a it's a time and time or place kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah.
0: You know? Which is a skill. Like oh, recognizing absolutely. the right time skill. Yeah. yeah,
1: you gotta you gotta read the room. That's like the biggest part. If the place and or conversation that you're in can call for that, go for it. Like let's say even a conversation now like we're having, obviously it could be I feel like I have the vibe of being joking. We're at a coffee shop. Yeah, et chill cetera. yeah. But then there, I'm sure there's other environments where I'd be like, man, like, if it's a very serious conversation, I'd be like, oh, you can switch it up like this. I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, I'll vibe to it.
0: But you said, you said something earlier, like, buckle down. Yeah. Right? Like, when you need to buckle down, then you would. So what sort of expectations did your family have early on around, like, who you should be?
1: You know, what's intriguing about that question is my family, I don't think they ever set a precedent of... Eden is supposed to be, Eden like let's say like the lawyer or, right. Eden, the, or the doctor, doctor or the yeah. dentist or blah blah. My dad has definitely had made jokes about that before. You know, he's like, oh, like why don't you go into that? Is that where you get the humor from, your dad? What? Is Is that where you get the humor from, your dad? No, I think I get that more from my mom. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah okay. she was Yeah, like that was that was definitely more of her thing, because like she'll have like a long as, she would have a long day of work and whatever, and then she'd come back home. She'd definitely be mad tired. Still feed us. Yeah. and then like. Still, like, try to keep like a good like perspective.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what sort of what sort of jokes would your dad throw out as far as like occupation wise or whatever?
1: Oh, like he'd be like, oh no, he would just be like, you should just be a lawyer. Like I don't know why you're doing like this video stuff or whatever. When he would see me do video, but like he wouldn't mean it as in like, bro, you gotta cut this like video stuff out. Like, be a lawyer. And yeah. it's like uh ah, ha, ha, ha. Nah. Like he was like he'll make his jokes. Yeah. And I guess he I guess so he's a super mm-hmm. a superintendent, right? And he's been a super for over 20 years, right? And obviously when it comes to like generational things, things like that are a lot more consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, people are very used to like a nine to five job. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to my line of work, especially now, yeah, it's a lot of freelancing, unorthodox yeah. times. I work in nightlife, so like you will see me do a gig at like 11 to like 4 p.m., go home, rest and whatever, then go back out. To DJ from 11 to 2 a.m. and then maybe like go network somewhere else. I never thought about that. Like yeah. the unorthodox time part yeah. of that job. So that's like another thing. Cause
0: that's also like a safety, as a parent, that's probably like a safety concern. It's oh, like, yeah.
1: He, they got, the, what's funny is like my, my family, when I started DJing, like like getting paid to DJ when I was like 21. Yeah, that's like, different. When right. You right? Getting paid for because it. mind you, the, the time between that and like actual DJing is kind of cool. Like I guess I really started DJing, and I say this if you see all the visuals on YouTube, right? (laughs) I started DJing when I was, like, 20, and this was when I was doing, like, house parties in college. I went to City College, and I had an iPad, and there was an app, and in the app, you could, like, link it with your Spotify. Yeah, yeah, At that time, Spotify was killing, too. Yeah. And so I DJed my music there, and I did house parties, and then eventually I, I went from that to, like, an actual, like, whole big controller type. And then I got a job doing it, and... It was weird because I was like, damn, like, I'm getting paid $18 an hour in 2016 to to play music for people.
0: You're like, I made it. Yeah, that's lit. But what, so, so your family didn't have expectations as far as, like, specifically, like, pushing you into a certain direction. But did they have anything as far as, like, graduate college, do this, do they that? They
1: wanted the best for me, which is something I... That's dope. I'm forever grateful for. That's dope. Because they, they also, I don't know why. I'm sure there's a good reason, but I don't know why they definitely didn't they don't really seem concerned they never seem concerned about like my path or like what i'm trying to do because they know i'm not trying to like go i hate when i'm in the, going in the wrong direction but everyone goes in the wrong direction sometimes you have to make the wrong turn to make the right one right and like right okay right, right, damn i should I I that was this. you you wrote that hey, i guess so okay. right I imagine i don't know yeah like but you have to because how else are you gonna learn yeah. How? Do you, what you just told me about right, right before we recorded? What, what you just had in your pocket? What? What I had in my pocket? Your microphone. Oh, microphone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you know that. And guess what? You, you were like, I'm, I'm clipping, never doing that again. I'm clipping this mic on me to make sure that I never happens again. Yeah. You gotta learn. You gotta learn. But what's interesting is that I'm a person that when I've had mistakes like that, and I've had plenty of mistakes, even recently, like you just kind of like, you are living, you learn. Yeah. So going back to it, my family. They didn't really have like a set expectation for like an occupation for me. Yeah. But they were just like, yo, please like make sure you do something with your life. Like, so were
0: long, as long as you can self sustain, exactly your lifestyle, like you good. Yeah. But you still decided to pursue higher education though. Like, what, so what what was the idea with that around that? I think
1: that was maybe maybe that was the minimal or the most that they really wanted.
0: You know, just so when you I, get that
1: bachelor's degree, and I asked, I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked my mom the other day, like, mom, like, when you were when you were younger, like, when I was born, like, what were your dreams for me? Like, what did you want? Like, what did you think I was going to do? And I didn't know what she was going to say, but, like, her
1: dream was, like, just graduate college. Damn, I got to ask my pops that. That's actually a really great yeah. question. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's nice. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's, like, the most they wanted for me. But it's wild, too. Like, I, I think oftentimes we try to,
0: impress our family or like of course make them proud and all these things right meanwhile everything i do after my degree is just like whatever on a cherry on top of whatever that degree is i've
1: shown my degree like one time in my life for a job and it was to teach elementary school kids for after school yeah it's the only time i'm using my degree exactly. so i have a, I have a degree and i have a bfa okay a bfa in film and television yeah. So what did you think you were going to do with that degree? Honestly, right after, I, right after I graduated, I was definitely like looking for jobs, which I should have done before that or whatever. First of all, but, why did you even want to go into that? Oh, I think the long story short was when, in high, when I was in high school. Shout out to Hayes. Yeah, shout out to Hayes, right? I was very intrigued with like cameras and stuff like that. They had like a basically like an AV club. Kind of a scenario, yeah, but it was called MSG varsity, and it was very sports oriented, and so it was MSG but varsity because it was high school. And what you would do is like go and record some of their events or edit their events, and that actually got me a scholarship because I was so consistent in going and doing that. So when I realized there was kind of a reward for following my intuition or something I liked, I was like, damn, that's kind of lit. Not everybody, not everyone gets that chance, no, like to like find something or a niche that they have monetize from it
0: and that's, still love it that's, that's fascinating that I feel like you don't hear that story often around everybody wants to figure out what they want to do in life right it's like everyone's question is like what is my passion all this right and they, I feel like a lot of people more most people have an idea of what it is but they end up going on this other path hence a lot of people want to do film but they go into Wall Street because they think that's what they need to do to make I people mean, happy.
1: That's the thing, I guess. I've always came from, like, a lower middle class family. Right. So, gracefully, you know, I know people who are, like, my age, 16, had to have, like, job jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? Wh- you know, whether if it was working, like, in in the fast food industry or yeah. in the service industry or oh, retail. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I didn't have to do that, you know. So, I had the time to even be able to kind of get that opportunity to go to a club after school yeah to then make that happen i was i was thinking about that because like sometimes i'm grateful for the jobs that i have now because some people bro they work like 12 to 12 yeah yeah like 12 to 12 like no stopping like if i miss one or two hours of work that is me missing like a meal in general ever yeah like that is tough you know. But it's
0: interesting that even that you from a young age just like followed that passion though. Yeah, I just feel like most people don't do that. Yeah,
1: and they go in, through it, this path and then eventually follow their passion. Like you, just early on, were like, no, nah, I like this. It, it's a, again, it was a technical thing. I guess it was always fascinating. Like my so, so so my mom passed away like a couple years back, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they always had in the house a camcorder or okay. digital camera, VHS cam, something. It was always a camera. Which I think was kind of common in general. I think it was common in family households, right? No. Oh, no? Oh, well, so we did, right? (laughs) Which was cool. Right? You know, it was like a consumer. There were always consumer cameras, but I guess they loved capturing the moment kind of a thing, but then they hated, like, obviously social media nowadays is almost publicizing every moment you capture. Right. But they liked it.
0: They enjoyed so, the recording of it. Yeah, I'm assuming it was like you as a baby, all that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, so like
1: birth things and stuff. It was crazy, right? Because in that process, I was trying to look for footage of my mom, mm. right? I was like, dang, like, I want to get footage of my mom. I you mean, know, she has just passed and yeah. stuff. And I was going in the process, oh, what's up, buddy? How you bro, doing? Bro, you good. Look, so what's good? good. Look, hey. Amari's
0: Gurion. Can't do it as a loan like, yeah, over here.
1: Me, <laughs> <laughs> How's everything? Yeah, good, good. Are you? You. Look, we're, we're doing an interview right round. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're doing right. a cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no no, oh no, 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 What's up, everybody? Look, look, Wrong yeah. native. Episode,
0: man. I don't know, 50-something? I don't know. Bronx with
1: the one lonely <laughs> and lonely, adding up haze and always loyal men. Yeah, guy, you feel me? Come on, see? see? You know. see? Cool. Uh, yeah, just get to get a local. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do your thing, right? What was I going to say? We'll pass you by the shot. Yeah, come back. Oh, same us. All right, good. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I was
0: like, look, That's so funny. Yo,
1: good to see you
0: it's going well, man. Starting doing them in the person. I mean, when we recorded, it was like on Zoom. So,
1: so now y'all gotta do it again. See, we ta- were just talking about that. And We have it on yeah. camera that he said he's gonna do it too.
0: Oh, so, yeah.
1: Good seeing you, brother. Of course. I'll pass
0: my suit. Yeah? I'm leaving all of that in, by yeah. the way. Yeah, please. That work. Work. That's
1: funny. So, me and Omadi used to work together. First of all, he went to Hayes. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? But then we worked together when he did Get Studios. And i think we did like one gig and then we all got busy we did like a, a wedding a long ass time ago which is kind of crazy and, but we have so many mutuals because of stuff like that yeah, yeah i saw him a lot when i used to work at a local channel called bronx yeah, yeah yeah so yeah you know, obviously he would have events and stuff like that and this is like 2016 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so that's like the man. you know what's so hilarious though i knew that he was gonna i knew that was gonna happen
0: because we're around because we're
1: around we're yeah around it's like down theater. the street yeah, 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 yeah. so that's funny. But
0: but that oh sorry you were getting back yeah. to like you were looking for content of you. <laughs> it's funny. That you were that you were looking for content. Of, I'm assuming you couldn't find it.
1: The whole time. Okay, so so just to even circle back. So, mom passed. Had mad DV tapes, digital videotapes, yeah, yeah. DV tapes. Asked a friend for a VCR. I bought a converter, a digital converter. So if you ever want to do that, that's actually a really cool thing. So I did like, one tape. I was okay. like, okay, I saw like one piece of my mom I was like cool second tape I got like maybe like now 20 seconds another tape I was like okay cool maybe I got like almost a minute of my mom somewhere right Mm -hmm. but then like the more I did tapes I'm like tank it's like everyone else it's like me I'm like why and then I realized the person who's been on the camera most of the time is my mother oh and all these tapes that we have in my house I'm like that's fire because in some way shape or form it's like, I do love like, I love doing content with me in it, but I do love making content for other people yeah. in some way, shape or form. Like it was a thing of like, that's the little bit I got from my mom right. or something from my family where I liked some form of video yeah, and it translated into me growing up and doing video content for other people. Right. It's crazy when I realized yeah. that. That shit made me. Cra- I definitely like, I think I cried at that when I realized that. That was a couple years ago. I was like, damn, that's
0: crazy. It kind of, it kind of helped you probably make sense of like why you, you why you gravitated towards it yeah, in the first place. Yeah,
1: no, because okay, no one in my family does that. No one, do, no one does like content creation, like, or art in the arts like that. They've dabbled. Like, I've had cousins right. who like like playing guitar a little bit and stuff right. like that. But mostly, everybody kind of went into other realms of like occupations.
0: And who, and who knows, bro? Because like maybe they wanted to. Yeah. But they felt like they couldn't. Yeah. Because of the unpredictability, the hours or whatever it is. That's
1: that's definitely what hinders a lot of people. And yeah. I totally understand. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Especially in freelancing. Yeah. Like it's if that's like that was like one of the biggest things that helped my pockets when I was like trying to like figure out a job. I had to go do little small jobs, mm-hmm. get severely underpaid, or sometimes <clears throat> sometimes even the simplest jobs paid crazy. It was yeah. Wild. But the unpredictability.
0: You know what's crazy too? I feel like as much as, yeah.
1: Oh, we out.
0: What I was going to say is like, we at first we started talking about like, all right, what are people actually telling you? Like, are they telling you to pursue a certain field, right? But I think as children, people don't need to tell us. We just observe, and maybe you just seeing representation. Your mom recording. It was like, she looks cool. I want
1: to do that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I not that wild? When I was a kid, that's what happened. Like, I, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's dope. You know, I've definitely, there were times that I, when I was home with my family, like, you know, I, I ditched the toys and I definitely would play around with the video camera that's and it would dope. be like, kind of like intrigued by, like, how the heck does this work? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, how the heck does this work? Yeah. And yeah, and time go- went by. I've always been, also because of my father, been fascinated with like the technology of things. How mm. just things, like, I never went into engineering, but with a camera, I definitely was like, why does it zoom? Yeah. Like, why does this? Everybody, a lot of people look at cameras and they're like, I don't know what any of these buttons. are. It's intimidating. Do. I yeah, just yeah, know yeah. that this can get me a photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I think it can get me a photo, but different ways. Mm. And that's how that happened for me.
0: But then, Obviously, you, now you're doing different things, but, like, you started in some, let's call them corporate roles, right? <laughs> what was your first day fit looking like in corporate? In corporate? You just, you just wore the haze uniform?
1: It wasn't even, like, corporate. It it, it it was it was still more, like, a typical, like, 9 to 5. No, actually, what's funny, no. I wouldn't even say where I wasn't was corporate. Let's say if I... Like, what
0: was your first corporate gig? Or adult, job, whatever, let's call it.
1: I guess you could say it was me doing the after school. But that was like a shirt that they like provided you and yeah. some jeans. Like it was very like chill. I've, I don't think I've ever had like a corporate corporate gig. Yeah, you I've did. I've done like corporate jobs. Yeah, you had the. I mean, you could bleep it out, but like Bronx, not. I think mean, I wouldn't consider that corporate. You don't have to believe that. But I don't. I wouldn't consider that corporate. Why is that not corporate? You work for a corporation. You know what it is? I guess. I guess for me would be more of like. I guess I'm thinking more like. Like, uh, like you have a cubicle or something. Wall Street. Yeah, like that. So I guess that yeah. uh, well, you—I guess that's considered corporate. Yeah. Okay. So then, even then. Because
0: if you worked at like NBC, wasn't
1: wasn't that corporate? Uh, it would be corporate, right? But you're downplaying Bronx now. That's true, right? Damn, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, I—you know what it was? Because you know what it was? Because you know there, I was more of a paid intern. Maybe that's why. Maybe it was my the, my, my role. Your position. Know. Yeah. Maybe that's what why why like subconsciously I didn't hit it as corporate. But I also.
0: It's that's so, that's, so, that's so.
1: funny, though. That's that's funny, like to think of how that kind of went into my head. But sure, let's let's say Bronson,
0: right? I'm imagining a pedestal. You're put, you're putting yourself on the lowest rung. Yeah.
1: Right. And I was a crazy. I was a yeah. heavy. Like I was. I was wild. Like I, I, I did everything. Man. I did like. So I you started. Said, you I started said heavy. There as, you said heavy. Not me. I did right. Right. So I did, PA work.
0: Right. Like, wait, wait, wait. we not, we got to get back to your first date fit. Oh,
1: let's say, what, what did I do? Did you wear the I, haze I did, I did, I did business schedule, right? Can you imagine <laughs> I only had a haze tie? I definitely did, like, some sort of slacks button. What the fuck is business? Uh, so, you, like, uh, a banana public model? Yeah. Was, that was you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Something like that. Like, I, def, I, I I was definitely, like, cardigan button. Cardigan? Down. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Chino cardigan
0: had a minute, fuck, though. Oh, gee. Like, they had a nice little run.
1: Huge. Cardigan with the bow tie and the bow You got a bow tie on? Right? I, I'm sure I rocked it. For sure, like I, that, was, that was my get up at that time for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah, it was like, probably not bow tie all the time, but like definitely the button down, cardigan chinos with some...
0: Pointy shoes or something? Some shoes, yeah. Why did you, why did you wear that so outfit? Some
1: boat shoes, damn. That's sick, boat shoes. I forgot about boat shoes. Why
0: did, why did you wear that outfit? That
1: was something I was comfortable with. I, coming from like high school and elementary school, I always wore a uniform. So I never really like dressed mm-hmm. that well, and I'm still trying to figure out how like, like what my style is to this day. Like That's I don't even know. It's interesting what my
0: style is. that like because you wore a uniform for so long. Yeah. And
1: now you're like, wait, what? Wait. I didn't. That was the thing because there was don't get it twisted. There was other people who knew how to dress very well and still like, yeah still wear uniform like that. Bro, I just like didn't care like that.
0: I feel like on it was all right. So in Hayes, it's so weird. It's like obviously all boys' school, right? But I feel like dressed down. What Catholic down, school? Dressed word, dressed down days were so weird because, it, and these were like mostly straight dudes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Trying to impress other straight dudes with their fits. Kind of yeah. That's exactly- and, then, and then they'll make like mad gay jokes and stuff. And it's just it was it was it's the brotherhood factor. Yeah. Which yeah. Is why no, but it's like, just it's just hilarious. Which is funny because it's like I'm, a bunch like, I'm here dudes. like bro, I got to wear a t-shirt and jeans today. Like I didn't even like think about like that. Like someone like had like their someone definitely just like. Got caught up in a line to get like <laughs> their Jordans, and I was even into Jordans at that time. I was just kind of like, I'm cool to have whatever fit I got right now. That's not the uniform. That's. I, I didn't care about. I didn't care about my my fashion sense at that time. But, so you
0: walked into it just assuming like, all right, well, I'm gonna wear some version of what the so uniform is. I
1: actually did. So fun fact. Uh, so I mean, I, I dressed very casual, obviously going into college. When I went to City College, and I actually did work for Banana Republic at one point, which is hilarious, <laughs> right? So that's where I kind of got more of the business casual look at one point. Like that's where I was like, "All right, cool, I gotta look like that." So that was more of my cor- that was that was my corporate outfit. It was again, cardigan, button down, chinos, and boat shoes. I guess or loafers, whatever. Yeah, boat yeah. shoes, loafers, whichever one.
0: That's interesting though. When I said like or I asked you why did you dress like that, and your response wasn't. I thought that's how I had to dress or that's how I was no. taught to dress. It was just like. I was comfortable. That's where you were comfortable But maybe you were comfortable because you were forced to dress like that for so exactly. long.
1: Exactly. I, I didn't mind the uniform when I was in, in high school. Like, I, that was, like, dope because, like, oh, bruh. Something I didn't have to think about. Yeah, I was like, damn, I have to choose between, like, two, three different pairs of pants, two, three different shirts. Color shirts, yeah. The blazer and a tie. Kind of lit to me. Did you, did you get, um, <laughs> did you get jugged? Many times? No. You, I never, you never did one jug. time. For what? Yeah. And for people who don't know jug, it's detention. Um, Justice under right? God. Justice under God to be a lot more nicer about it. I Bro, think. I got Saturday right? jug one time. Oh, man. I could never. Like, I would hate the idea of getting any form of detention in a jug. Even though I was like, like, I, I got to be like, always joke around with my friends. Yeah, yeah. I got it one time for turning around. It was the weirdest thing. Hey, yo. I ever turned around. Hey, right weird, right? Hey, I yo. I turned around the weird time and then I forgot who the teacher was. And he was like, why are you turning around for no reason? You had detention. I was like, damn. Yeah. That was weird. That oh. sucked. And then, like, to have that, like, because they would put it on your, like, report card. And it's like, oh, like, I think it was, like, jug notice. And i like, yeah, yeah. like, dang. That's, like, so. And it would be big printed. Like, it would let you know this dude had detention at before point. I'm like, damn. And yeah, I was yeah. in high school. You're like, detention. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That yeah. sucks.
0: But. All right. So going back to your first, to your, let's say, your, your corporate experience, right? Here you are, sort of, like, wearing this uniform. Did you feel comfortable being yourself there?
1: Yeah, yeah. like at the, at the start of, let's say, Bronx now? Sure. Yeah, on. so first off, one of my mentors, I have two mentors. One of his name is John, and one is Randy. John, he does New Face Media Productions. Mm-hmm. He's heavy in the Bronx. Is that Blue Face? New Face, oh, right? Imagine Blue Face Media, right? And he helped me a lot when I was growing from college and on to kind of get into video and photo production. And he used to work there. So like he, he, he gave me like an in on it, you know, and he let me know, he let people know I was interested. So people had an idea who I was connected with. So that was cool. But going in there, I had an objective, which was, you know, even though I'm not personally, I knew at that time I wasn't really trying to get into like TV like that. I've never wanted to work for like a news channel or ABC or et cetera. I'd never really wanted to do that like that. So but what? I found it intriguing because I knew it was a pain of job and it was still in production, you know, but it was just not my niche. The thing I wanted from it, from that internship, was to get more comfortable with certain cameras, certain equipment, Mm -hmm. the field, reporting, voiceovers, things like that. So when I first got there, I think I was pretty comfortable. But I was the new kid, you know? So I didn't know. I was just like waiting to learn from whoever I was. I was trying to find out who I'm going to learn from. And and that's the coolest thing about production. Sometimes you can learn from the newest person and from the most experienced person at the same time. Like, that's interesting. It's kind of lit. So um, you, that's so
0: dope that you walked in there with such a specific goal.
1: Yeah. I, I, wa- I wanted to understand, period. Yeah. Understand Understand what, what's going on. How does this work? How does the live aspect work? And that's why eventually, within two years, I went and hit almost every single role. You know? Like, I hit, like, being a PA, being, like, the floor manager... Being a camera operator, scrolling the prompter, right, doing technical directing, which is just basically switching cameras. Yeah. Doing actual directing, which is just telling the person who's doing technical directing what to do. Doing audio operation, doing graphics. Like, I touched everything. That's fine. You know, and, and that was the cool thing and about you, Bronx and I think I'm sure they still do have their internship there. For like sure. that. That's cool. Like if you are, tra- and they do it for high school kids too. Mm. Because I was in college when I did that. Yeah. Like, that was dope. And that opportunity gave me, it was the first opportunity that I went from that to then getting paid, where, like, you know, that was a paying job for me.
0: Like, you could also take what you learned there and take it anywhere.
1: And that was my biggest thing about college and and, and what I wanted to do, because, yeah, I went to school for film and stuff, and I had my degree. I don't ever think that that paper really, I know way more people that didn't go to school for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and i'm grateful that i had that bachelor's because again that was for my family yeah. more than it was for me yeah but it was really what i did before and after all that that made the difference for me and where i am in my career now yeah you know it was all the small and big gigs it was the hours up editing past 12 a.m. it was the me going from shoot to shoot dead tired the next day type stuff
0: is it fair to say that like after corporate like before that corporate experience maybe you weren't doing that for you and then after you were doing it for you mm. actually wait wait something that we didn't get to at Bronxnet for example right Please. when you when you were saying like you were comfortable being yourself so like you were goofy you were cracking jokes how that, you how that, do you think so all of that so that's was
1: that's the thing i will be i'll be my even like let's see even now i'll be my authentic self there i mean i think everyone has their own bears of like how they are with like People they kind of know, yeah, or yeah. the closest friends or sure. their family. So, yeah, I was just kind of myself and like, hey, I'm here, I'm eager, and I'm trying to make something happen. So, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So. And you weren't intimidated, you weren't like. I was am more I
1: intimidated gonna- by learning because learning like there's a sense of intimidation of, yeah a fear of like messing up you're
0: using a certain type of technology now you see these big yeah production you're like yo can i do this am i yeah. gonna be as good as them exactly like you're asking on yourself like, these gra- questions. like yeah.
1: grasping techniques stuff like that yeah. so i think that was the more intimidating factor that's really it the but imposter that, but
0: syndrome I, potentially
1: well that so that for sure it's yeah. funny to think that i feel like a lot of people say imposter syndrome not like, because I don't think people really said that to me yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. Or at least I wasn't aware. But that was definitely one. Tell me know? about that. Tell me about well, that. Well, I mean, because I, I, I could say I relate still to this day that the imposter syndrome hits me. You know, where I feel like, mind you, I've, uh, I say this gracefully, like, I've worked for, like, big podcasts in hip-hop entertainment. And the biggest? I'm, right. And I'm still kind of like, I'm kind of all right. Like, it's, that still hits me.
0: Why? Is, that, is it because you're comparing yourself to other people?
1: That's, that, that'll definitely play a part, for sure, you know? And especially when the game of content creation is almost sometimes in the sense of comparison. It's funny enough, I feel way more comfortable. Yeah. And The impostor syndrome has been as almost its lowest because of the fact that I've just been making a lot more content for myself. And you got to just put it out.
0: Wait, so you're saying
1: putting... Well, all right, before I get into that, something
0: interesting that my therapist said to me actually was... Um,
1: you go to therapy? Yeah. Man, that sounds so good. <laughs> I should try that. You, you never
0: go to therapy? Mm-mm.
1: Oh, I, no, I did. I didn't try to go to therapy, but it was virtual therapy, like, after COVID. Type don't, right after. Downplay, don't downplay it. Don't downplay that. No, 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 no. There's a reason why I downplay oh, it. Because, yeah. I th- thank God, I'm very optimistic at the end of the day, because I still want to go try it again. Yeah, yeah, That was just a horrible experience. Yeah. Dude, like, I, I guess they, like, obviously, first session is, like, more assessment. Yeah, yeah. Second session, he totally forgot, and then he was at a graduation for, I guess, his girlfriend and then he like sent accidentally the pictures of his girlfriend and her graduation outfit to me and I'm like what's going on here yeah, and I was just like not nah, that that was whack because I was like damn Lou, I'm here like thinking about like shit I really wanted to talk about for therapy Right. and like though I'm sure you were just having like a human moment right, right, of right. like okay you made a slip up that just that sucked I was like yeah I'm gonna- luckily it was graduation pictures
0: yeah right I was like because that could have been, been bad so my therapist said to me she was like we always compare up. We never compare down. Uh, elaborate. Like, I'm just being this up right, but, like, if I have a 1,000 followers, I'm always going to compare myself to, like, the person that has 5,000 or okay. 10,000. Meanwhile, and, and that's always going to become jealousy, imposter syndrome, envious, right? If I compare myself to someone that has 500 followers, I'm going to be like, I'm doing well. Right, that's true. I think that's one of the reasons why, like, like For- I don't think it's necessarily just comparison. I think it's comparison because we always compare up. I
1: think the way imposter syndrome hits me more so, it's more of like, damn, I'm not, like, I'm not doing that great of a job. Or, like, I don't think I'm that great of a X, Y, Z. But is it people telling you or is it just you telling yourself? Me telling myself. I thought that was more of an imposter syndrome. Or, like, like it's like, why am I, like, uh, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It'll, it'll be like a subconscious, like, why am I even doing this? Or it's not even that, like, yeah, it's weird, right? Even though I'm, like, literally... And then I'll have the moment, it'll shift, it'll shift. Like, I'll feel like that, and the next moment I'm like, damn, I do a good job. When do you shift that? Like, when do you? I don't, to so that, I don't know. It just comes at random. It's like random shots of dopamine hits me. Like, I'm like, cool, like, this is, I'm doing a great job. I, I, I do find satisfaction in job accomplishments. Like, so checking like, something when, when, off. When I, when, I, when I, yeah, when I check out things off of my list and, you know, finish like objectives and things like that, that's where I feel like, cool, I really know how to do this. Yeah, but when yeah. I, sometimes you enter like a low, as a creative, sure, you're yeah. just like, you're like, oh, like, you know, dang, do I really want to do this or, you know, dang, I didn't even get to finish this one project, so I'm going to do the next one. Oh, mm-hmm. that's where the, see, I got frustrated. That's where the, the imposter syndrome hits me.
0: Yeah, the imposter syndrome, the way that people describe it is like, what if they found out that I kind of like slipped through the cracks? It's kind of like us telling ourselves that we're not worthy of being in yeah. that okay, situation. That, that sure. Yeah, okay, see, I can see that for sure. I can
1: see that for sure. I guess the fear of someone more so downplaying yeah. my, my actual skill. Yeah. Which, again, when, when in, let's say, in the world of podcasting, people listen and watch all the time. Yeah. No matter what I do. And like, even right now with me putting out content. Yeah. That's what has to happen. Like, that's, I'm, I have to put myself out there.
0: Well, I think that's the interesting part because when you started doing, like, some of these really big podcasts, you were behind the scenes. Yeah. And slowly, even from being behind the scenes, you started to hear... Mm-hmm people mentioning you or like your voice being heard on a thing. Yeah. What was, the, was that kind of
1: That was cool weird? because like, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, I've always wanted to be some way in front of camera, but not in a way where I'm intruding whoever is the main subject. Mm-hmm. I'm a very big person that every time I was given a role as someone's engineer or producer, yeah, I'll put my little bits in there, but I was never like, it's, X, Y, Z, and Ed and like that's, that's not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first did my first like podcast gig, which was uh, flagrant to *Avengers* Schultz, I guess they they, 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 would, they would chat up to me. And that was 2018? Yeah, 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 They would chat to me. Like they would say something to me and like, you know, I would respond. Things like that. How did you even get that? Oh, man, the way I got that. So there's another podcast by the name of Horrible Decisions. And I right? thought that was the first right? one you did. So that it's... I guess I worked with them, but not in the podcast realm yet. Gotcha. With, with those guys, that's when I worked, like, technically on a podcast, doing audio, doing video. So what happened was Horrible Decisions went on Brilliant Idiots, which is the show with Charlamagne the God and Andrew Schultz. And I was listening to it because I had just listened to... I had watched a, a Charlamagne's Most Intense Moments on the <laughs> Breakfast Club compilation. Yeah, yeah. And from one, I which watched the next this day one. Which is classics. Yeah, like... I watched the third. I watched the. I've watched. So whoever made those compilations, thank you, because low key Dave made my career. High key, high key. If I think about it, and like the like the, in a tier of a base, that was definitely one of it, because I used to love those videos, right? Okay. I love compilations, right? Okay. okay. Or lists. I'm seeing. Like I'm seeing where you're going. Yeah, yeah. That happened. I watched that. I was like, dang, like these are cool. Then I found out he had a book, right? Which was, I think it was Black Privilege. Yeah, that was the first one. I hate reading. Fun fun. Yo, me too. Hate reading, right? But I listened to an audio book. Me too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm, does he have the audio? Oh, cool. And he's really it Even better. Got it. <clears throat> Used his audio audible link because that was the <laughs> thing, right? Did that and then listened to a book, thought this was cool. And at the time, I was working for a shoe company, right? And I was doing photo retouching. So okay. they would send me a huge batch. I would just clean up some stuff. yeah, yeah. I listened to it, then he, then then I was like, oh, he has a podcast. I don't really listen to podcasts, but fuck it, I'll do it. So that
0: was your introduction to podcasting. Yeah.
1: So I went. Well, I, yeah, that was definitely my way more indefinite. I've heard about podcasting before yeah. at that time. Everyone had that app at one point on their iPod. But that was definitely like, okay, I'm gonna listen to a podcast. Yeah. Did that. Then the ladies were horrible. Decisions went on. I thought that was intriguing, and I was like, cool, they had good conversation. I was understanding. So I followed them on IG. They on IG one point put oh, we need a graphic designer. I'm not a graphic designer. I hit him up, I was like, I'm a graphic designer. (laughs) Right, they need like a graphic design intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go. Bro, hold on, hold on. How do you just have the balls to just lie? Because I have, like, you don't- They need an intern, so what that means is they need free work, right? (laughs) Totally understand. So, you know, when it's free work and it's an intern, there is, how do I say this? There's leverage and patience as well. You know, so it's like maybe something will take me a lot longer than an experienced graphic designer. Okay. But I have an understanding of it. Okay. You know? So it doesn't mean, like, they needed, like, a full-time paid graphic designer. That I wouldn't have done. But because they said intern, I was like, this is a little bit leverage. You could lie. Definitely lie. If you lie, right, because you know how people lie in their resume. Center? You lie. Make sure you have the skills to follow up. Right. That was my thing. I had the skills to follow up. Because, though, let's say someone is—and I'm a little better at Photoshop now— when people are a lot better at Photoshop and Illustrated and stuff, I was more like Final Cut and Premiere. Mm. So I would make stuff on these things, on these programs, and integrate it to what I had to make. And they needed like some flyers and stuff, and I made it on like Final Cut and like Premiere. Pro- programs that are not built for that. Right, 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 right. But I knew the objective, yeah. I knew what they wanted, I knew the information, and I made it happen. And it worked. Wow, you know, so I did that. Then they were gonna have a show in New York at John Jay. So many, right. so many
0: people would have seen that post though, and would have been like, oh, thousands of people are applying. I'm not, I'm not gonna get it. It's crazy, right? Or they would have been like, they they would have undersold their own qualifications. But there's a certain level of. Major like,
1: being like full-on graphic designers, probably.
0: That's what I'm saying. Full-on graphic designers, in my experience, they looked at that and said, I still can't get that. Yeah, but. There's a level and yo something about you but like you downplay yourself 100% and I'm so Foster tired of that syndrome. shit. See, look, yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> but like but at the same time that you're downplaying yourself you have this like weird conflicting confidence. Yeah. To to DM them and yeah. like
1: apply. Even to this day I it, I don't know how it it works. It's a weird balance. Like although like,
0: like you downplay yourself you still put yourself in a position to be successful. I'll still
1: make a move. Yeah, I'll still yeah, make yeah, a move. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, still yeah. Fi- figure out a way. Yeah. Because it's like Again, I guess it, it maybe stems from the fact that, like, my family never really, like, put a worry on me like that, but not, be, mm. and, and thankfully that, thankfully that didn't result to me being, like, super egotistical right. and thinking that things will be okay and then things, like, break down in front of me, quote, unquote, sure, right? Sure. But then I would have to fix it. I would have to, figure. you got to figure it out. I think that's always what my family was all about. we got to figure it out somehow. Like, we can't, like, even, like, through bad, really bad moments, like, we had to do something, yeah. you know? so yeah
0: so they had a sh- so they had a show at john, had J. A show john jay i
1: was like hey y'all need a free photographer because that's my actual niche they're like yeah i went there took really bomb photos for the free mm-hmm. they had like hbo there taping they had like a guy from the brilliant there. they had alex who did like their engineering there mm-hmm. that's how i met alex media shout out to him and i was like hey like if you guys ever need like a person like an intern someone like let me know they're like cool do you think that's normal no
0: like the people first of all you already wait till I tell you the next part bro this is a you pitch yourself for an opportunity that they didn't even ask for yep and I just want I just want people to realize this right because you were like oh do y'all need this photographer oh cool and you're already in that position to put yourself successful then you see somebody else Alex and you're like Yo, if you need this, like, you're just pitching yourself because you got to go, you gotta go and do it. What's what makes it easier is when you offer for free. I'll <laughs> tell you that for sure. But I know, I know, even though you didn't say this, I know that you you had a plan though. You were oh, like yeah. I'm gonna do this for free. I was like I'm gonna do this for free to get Hopefully my foot this, in the door. Oh,
1: exactly, and that's and and, and that's I the biggest thing to is to make lot.
0: the relationship. As, as when you make that relationship.
1: Now Alex knows who you are, and you could do WTF and blah blah blah. Exactly. So that's and it's funny that it leads up to there, yeah. right? And that's yeah. and that's after the pandemic. We're still in like 2018, 2019 still. That's right? wild. Twenty yeah, twenty eighteen. That's the funny shit because like, you didn't even
0: know that they were doing like you just.
1: I met I met oh, Maul that year too, which is mm-hmm. the funniest mm-hmm. part. We met Maul, and and I knew who he was from my friends loving like the Joe Budden podcast yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea who he was. And I was like, "Yo, can we take a picture?" And it was so funny. I said to my friends, and they were like, "What are you?" I was like, oh, "I'm at the horrible decision to show." Did that, took pictures, took fire pictures. They loved it. I linked with Alex. He was like, "Yeah, like you want to come through the studio one time?" I- I'll never forget. I was still dressing like Bronx and that type, sh- and like <laughs> they walked in. I got to meet Andrew, whatever, and I saw this small ass spot, yeah. right uh, at the engine room. It was downtown, so that was cool. So I got to meet like Andrew and the guys. It was Akash and Kaz at that time, yeah. Alex. So I got to understand. Time goes by. I was still doing like I was doing like some graphic stuff for flagrant. Wait, did they did they roast the fit? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I forgot what exactly they said, but I just remember wearing some. Done. I think I was wearing like I'm not gonna say short. I guess it wasn't this. I'm not not short shorts. What was it called? <laughs> short Shorts. I was wearing shorts, <laughs> shorts, but it was like there's a name for the shorts. Cargo shorts. Nah. You got capris on. Oh. Capris is crazy. <laughs> Damn, I forgot what it's called. You know
0: what's funny about Amaudis? Like, funny that we're talking about this. So the the moment that he realized, because he he went to he went to a comedy show after work when he was wearing his like work fit, and the comedian was like, yo, who is from the Bronx? And Amaudi's was like, oh, yes, blah, blah. He was like, You're from the Bronx? <laughs> so when he got roasted, that was the moment for him that he was like, I can't do this anymore. Because <laughs> people are questioning my Bronx card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think oftentimes, not that I'm encouraged. Well, like, I encourage a good roast. But, like, I often think that, you like. You got that damn. That's a whole different conversation. I, think I love that. I think some people need to be called out to realize that, like, who they're trying to be is not really them. So that they could finally be like, oh, yeah, it's cool to wear a T-shirt.
1: That's the. That, that was the best part about working with these guys. Or just working with a lot of people like that keep Oh, they cut my ass. <laughs> and so many. So to, I'll get to that. That happened. This you you can take, take a joke, though. This is, oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I fact, can you're take all, good jokes. you already if I self-deprecating. I hear a bad joke or I hear something that's so low-hanging fruit, yeah. I'm there like, bro, we can do so much yeah. better. Like, that's where I'll, like, fall under. Because I've heard it all to this day. I'm sure. And I'm going to hear it more later sure. on. So that's why I'm like, this work gets weird. So I was making graphics and stuff for them. That was really cool. One day, Andrew hits me up. And he's like, yo, uh, are you free tomorrow, this time? I'm not like, sure, what's up? cuz I'm here like just doing any type of work I can. He said, "Well, Alex got locked up in Sweden." When we went to Sweden because he got into an altercation with a bouncer. So he was locked up in Sweden. Which thing got in Sweden because apparently it's not that bad, but dude, you're still in prison jail whatever. That's not that's not fun at all for anyone. So like we need to want to record like bad, Which I'm like, "Bro, there's no way. I don't know like a thousand other people." But he remembers my face from that time, and I guess when they spoke to Alex, they were like, "Yo, like try this dude out." And that's where I started really doing podcasting for real. Like, I knew how to edit and whatever, so I just had to figure out their formula. And that's where I started. Mind you, Alex came back from Sweden and stuff like that. They still gave me, like, a paying job, like, kind of assisting him or editing and stuff like that. Like, and that's where I really went on. And I did that for, I did Flavor for like a year or two, and then I started doing brilliant with them just to kind of, again, Alex was doing both shows, helping him juggle stuff, you know. There's was, there was mad equipment. Because like, it was a thing that we were like, so you say you're doing this, but we would do like three cameras, audio, and everything. Set everything up, you know. So that was the crazy part for it.
0: Is that the moment where you also started to gain a lot more confidence? Oh. And, I mean, you were already, you learned the stuff at BronxNet, but then you sort of left the institution, and now you're taking this stuff and doing some freelance work, but... You're doing a lot of different things, and now you're kind of like owning a lot of the process. And the person that you were supposed to be the assistant of—yeah, no—you're that guy now. Yeah, like I that's think, a lot of pressure. Yeah,
1: I think you know Imagine what.
0: It, you have one episode, bro.
1: Oh, I've have. i have mean, definitely, mean, you know, I'm, what I'm saying? sure. Oh yeah, you know, but you don't, you don't learn that. Until but when you you're starting, but
0: when you're starting off too, like that's tough because like somebody vouched for you, and now you're the guy. Yeah,
1: which is cool, which I appreciate on his end for for, for letting that happen because suck. It sucks that it had to happen like that. Yeah, right. Because who would want that? And thankfully, it's okay. And that, right. that process wasn't that long, as right. well, it's easy for me to say, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it put pressure for sure because I had to do like a copious amount of like research before and after tapings to like, I didn't know Adobe Audition like that. And that was like a big application or like Pro Tools. I didn't, I didn't know DAWs and whatever or like just audio recording programs. Right, right. So right. I had to get more into that. I didn't know how to like properly process audio. Right. Like I just knew like I could record it, put it out. I just thought that's what it was until (laughs) I learned like you know shout out to this dude named Dwayne. He was the one who does audio for other other shows. He does audio for like iHeartMedia.
0: I hear his name. Yeah. Often. And
1: he was the one that he was really nice to me. Yeah. Because I was always I would always ask him questions, but I never wanted him to feel like I ever one took it for granted or I just wanted to use him. I just was curious and wanted to learn. You know, I wasn't trying to go for his job or anything like that. He, I think he understood that. He understood that that was never, like, a thing of mine. I just wanted to kind of go
0: be better. That's dope, too, that a the common theme that I'm hearing is, like, you're not afraid to, like, ask questions. Yeah. A lot of people are scared to, like, look dumb. For and, and
1: let me tell you how that's f- the mad people mm-hmm. or, like, even in podcasting, like, let's say if something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I've learned and I've been guilty of it before, but thankfully not to such a range where it's, like, so bad. Because I've seen other people do it. You know, you get to learn from other people. If you get to learn from someone's mistake, that is a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that sucks for them. And if you can, please try to help them. But that's a lesson for you at the end of the day, too. Yeah. Just you're not in the forefront.
0: Yeah. Somebody says, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like, you're smart if you learn from your own mistakes. You're a genius if you learn from other people's mistakes. I like that quote. Some shit like that. I like that quote. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was a a learning process. And it was cool, but that that went from doing that to being with those guys most was the time for them for them like let's say there was times where Alex was absent and he was definitely a person who like very much pushed towards like the engineer being a voice behind the camera and yeah. I always liked that yeah. you know because it's like I'm not the star of the show but mm-hmm. I know how to add things on I'm helping produce the show at the end of the day right, right, which right. is like hey XYZ they're, they're having a funny back and, forth fight, mm-hmm. back and forth what is that I don't know what that is blah blah, blah, blah. Mm. But they don't want to look on their phone because then that, mm, that right. let's say if you're visually like right. now like you're disengaged or like you're losing your track of mind. So then as your engineer or producer, you're like, oh, by the way, this was X, Y, Z. That helps out. Makes the con- like, especially if it can make the conversation continue.
0: Yep. And that
1: to this day, even when I was working with Lauren yeah. that was a big thing for me. That's like, you know, I liked helping them continue the conversation. Right. Letting them know. So I don't want them to look wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, i rather let them know of a fact instead of like steering them the wrong way because yeah. at the end of the day if you put that out right. and they were completely wrong and it was something kind of important they look horrible mm-hmm. and you don't want that for your hosts you know what i'm saying
0: and, and that brings up the theme of like you starting to like have a voice let's say yeah. right on, on some of these shows i'm sure that was also another phase because like i don't think imposter syndrome goes away right? right so i remember when i started making content so like it started off with like showing other people Right? And now I'm starting to record, like, my own video journal entries, for example, right? That's cool. And the... Because I'm launching a journaling app. Happy to show you. Nice. But the thing, the thought process that I had in my mind was like, no, people want to hear other stories. People don't want to hear my story. People don't want to hear what I have to say. Like, it was like, why why do I think people are going to care what I have to do or what I want of my view? Or, like, like did
1: you have that same sort of mind process? To this day, I kind of still have that mind process. But, yeah, that, that was the big thing because it's like, again... I never, when I was working with these shows, like, yes, I got the opportunity to kind of put my voice out there, but I never took it for, for granted, you know? And that was definitely a, a version of pay for me, too. Like, I got to, it's like when people do, like, background work, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you know, it never pays that crazy, but it's still background work, mm-hmm. and people get to see you, and that helps out. For con- making content now, I gotta lean into it. Like if I'm making memes or if my DJ sets and stuff, I gotta lean into it. It's my face. It's my it's my brand. Yeah. And that's definitely like the biggest thing for 2024 for me is me building my brand and yeah. who I am. And that goes with both professionally and even like personally. Because it's like, you know, who am I as a content creator at the end of the day? Because there's just certain forms of content I don't like. like I'm what? not I don't like pranks. I don't like th- okay. I don't like roasting people like who are in like a in a lesser position or like in a weird way. Mm. You know, the people do that. Yeah. I don't like demeaning people. I don't like making think pieces about people like okay. where, where it's like weird. Yeah. I'll make fun of current events yeah. or oddities. Or sure. yourself. Or myself. Again, you know? Yeah. Or I'll put myself in that position, like in like in a hypothetical sense. I'll do things like that to kind of make fun of it. But right. I don't really like blow on someone. But,
0: but when did you get the confidence to let go of, and you, you didn't let go of it completely, because we're all still holding on to that. It comes up every, you know, every day or whatever. But, like, when were you just like, alright, you know, like, I gotta start building my brand. I don't know.
1: So, it's funny, because when I walked in here, I was like, I've never been here before, when right, mm-hmm. I tell you earlier. And that's when I did a, that photo shoot in 2019. It was September 2019, I remember that, because that was before I went to Mexico, mm-hmm. to four of my friends. And... Even that was weird for me. I had asked someone to do a photo shoot for me. That's what I'm saying. Like you're and, now the center of yeah, attention. Yeah, and I would, yeah. but but but, and that, but you know why I did it that way too? Because that was cool for me. Because I was like, I'm I'm the one requesting this. I'm doing this for my page. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this for with, for X Y Z. I'm doing this for me. Because I was like, yo, I gotta like I gotta put my face out there, somehow. Yeah, right? yeah. And that was so funny because when I did that, like, mad people were like. Like this is dope, but like, what is this for? I'm like nothing. I just wanted if I paid someone to do a photo shoot for me, yeah. and she killed those photos. Like, and I I these shoes, by the way. That's the that's the that's the IG who did it for me, and yeah, it, it was just like I got to put my face. I got to get used to it if I really want to do that. But it was it's it, it isn't until like maybe in the last like two months where I was like, I got to put my face like yeah. every, like as much as I can, yeah. like gracefully, but. Bro, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you what kind of almost flipped that switch more so. Mm-hmm. Because it's a gradual. It's been so gradual. Even to this day, it's still gradual. Because I'm just like, it's like when people hear themselves in a the podcast, They're like, I hate my voice. Or I love like my that. voice. You know, that's dope. And I think that's really cool that you, you can enjoy your voice. Because <laughs> a lot of people hate their voice. Maybe. So, all right, let me share this.
0: What happened to me. And maybe this resonates with you. But I don't consider myself a photographer. Even, even the idea of me calling myself a creative feels very uncomfortable. positive Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah. all right, that art right there, right? So, okay. Any of them. Okay, cool. I'm like, oh, that's dope. I can't draw that though, right? So I'm comparing myself okay. to art, right? Even photography, right? Like, if I take a picture of a bunch of people, I'm going to be like, oh, it's all right, but it's not this person. The other day, the last podcast episode that I recorded, this girl said, oh, my God, I would book you for my headshots. I'm like... Me? So, it was some level, like, I felt so validated. That's cool. Right? Even when I put out content, sometimes, like, ah, oh, do I really, do I, like, what is this for? What's the purpose of this? Why am I doing it? Who cares? And then I'll get a DM, like, yo, that was dope. It made me realize X, Y, and Z. Or, like, that event you through was fire. I need to go to the next one. Like, sometimes people get, like, these forms of, like, validation in some way that, that kind of encourages them, like, oh, I should continue this. This is kind of cool. I think
1: that definitely helps on my end that that sense of validation again especially because content creation nowadays that's part of it yeah you know it's commenting it's liking Mm. sharing it's Mm -hmm. saving Mm -hmm. you know all these things are like forms of validation when it comes to an online presence yeah reposting yeah putting it on your stories things like that like because people are sharing your content and if someone is so eager enough to even just share your post that says a lot in my, at least to me anyways because it's like cool that you want to share it to other people even let's say it could be like a hundred people or four hundred people or a thousand people like you still want to share it like that's cool yeah it's funny because that whole I definitely I'm sure I've come across that feeling before that you mentioned when, when I was to you are just numb to like, are you're, you're just uh, no no because to this day no matter what if someone likes something I did I appreciate it heavy like that's even DJing wise for me right DJing wise it's funny coming across it for me because that's a form of, I mean, it's performance, right? And that's where, like, live right there, you find out if someone really likes someone or <laughs> someone really hates something. <laughs> because I've had different times where someone really loved what I'm doing or yeah. someone really hated what I'm doing. And that happens, yeah. right? You, Maybe, you're talking
0: about the reaction of the crowd? Exactly. Yeah. And
1: it's right—it's live right there in your face. I don't know why DJs get that kind of disrespect, but it's wild. Yeah. But, I, but I know how to handle that. I'm like, I'm like... Like i I know what to do now, right? But I can see that where like, let's say someone comes across that, that becomes discouraging because you're like, I'm not trying to deal with that kind of disrespect. And know? I'm, and I'm sure it was a, the first time you hear it. I'm sure it yeah, was. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure I was like, damn, like the fuck what I do? I'm quit right, right? now. Uh. Yeah, right. And that's that's the fun part for DJing because like content creation, like you know, obviously I could go look at my phone. I'll see the likes or not, or I'll know because there's not enough likes. Mm. But sometimes that's the algorithm kind of thing. In terms of consecration you got to find out the right thing to post you're working against a machine to get to your people when i'm djing it's between me my laptop and you and like now i gotta find like the music and everything like that find the vibe because as a dj the biggest thing is like crowd reading and a lot of people don't do that they just think it's like just mixing Mm -hmm. and just putting what you want no read the crowd see the vibe and that's how you guys can coordinate because Maybe for that person, that song was not good. Yeah. For another person, they're like bopping their hair crazy. Yeah. And then it could be vice versa or they could be in sync. Yeah. It's just really like you got to find the in between. And that was the funny part. Again, we're really bad with imposter syndrome. If I'm doing a good job, that is right there live in my face if I'm doing a good job or not. And I love it.
0: I love so, it. It's, it's it's pure. So if, if you. It's funny because I, I heard you on another podcast. I don't remember, but they asked you kind of like, how would you describe the stuff you do these days? You do a lot of different things, yeah, right. And I heard you describe as an entertainer, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm an entertainer, and I love it. I love like, I love, I love watching people have a good time, mm. and even to, to 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 kind of piggyback on, the, on your feelings that you had about about you know feeling good about knowing that oh she, like she wanted you to do her headshots. Yeah. Yes, I like getting paid. Who doesn't like getting paid? <laughs> I Love getting paid, right? You gotta survive. Though. I love doing a good job at the same time, though. I'd never want to get paid and do a horrible job. Like that, I would never, that wouldn't, that doesn't, I think that's happened to me before where I didn't do it to my best of ability. I was still paid and, and, or I'll be like, hey, like, let me comp some of this because like, that wasn't my best of best. And like, like that, I I can't do, I can't, if I don't do a good job, I hate it.
0: You would comp some, that's crazy. Yeah, if If I like or, like, def- let's
1: say I have de- definitely have done, like, party recaps where they've taken me way longer than they need to yeah. because maybe I fell into, like, a creative funk, you know, and they maybe they get delayed by, like, a week or two, mm-hmm. and that sucks. And I'm like, bro, like, have this half off. Like, I f***ed up. Like, yeah. I'm not, I can't do that. Like, I feel like that's one bad business, and that was on my end. Yeah. But also just, like, even though you love this video so much, I'm still kind of like, well, I didn't do you right. So, like... I'm going to do you right. I don't think the money just washes it out because you didn't have to pay that much. But it helps a little bit because it's like at least they know you're being considerate.
0: And that's you doing a good job there, even though maybe you give some money back. That may lead to 10 other opportunities down the line. Absolutely. Anyway, man, to close, I like it's interesting because, you know, to bring it back to, to childhood I feel like you right now for so long have been pointing the camera at other people, right? Even you DJing. Oh, you
1: son of a bitch. <laughs> I know what you're about to say. And I hate it, but I like it, but the, I hate it so much.
0: Even, even you DJing, there's a visual of like you doing your thing, oh, but it's I for other this. people. Oh,
1: I know where you're going.
0: Now I'm excited for you to flip that camera uh, around. Because I feel like you got a lot to say, man. I feel like you have an opportunity to like inspire he did so many it. people who didn't with-
1: even know I didn't want to say that. Cause he's right. That's the problem. Not the problem. He's that's not there's no problem. He's right. That's what you're doing
0: right now. Uh, but that's what you're already doing. You're flipping the camera around.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's a self-loathing in me that I can't contain that I can't hold it. I don't know why. What do you mean That's why I gotta go to therapy. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't Bro, know. but like you know you know it's funny. You're like very right though. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. and, I, and that's it and yeah, thank you for yeah. that for for that idea too, because it's true. No, I'm, 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 the thing is that I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it way more now you're do, I And you're doing to, it. And you're doing right? it. And I'm doing it. So that's, but that. But you're very much right. But the, you know, that's, uh, by the way, this is what I'm gonna put up on my, on my IG. Which one? Me groaning and moaning <laughs> about you telling me that w- what the reality is, which is the whole flipping the camera around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well,
0: this is interesting too. All right, so like obviously you're doing all these different things, right? And there's so many different topics that you can talk about, and you're already you're starting to explore. Like, all right, what is cringy to me? What is not cringy to me? Yeah. One of the things that I don't think you're thinking about, but I'm curious to see if you would explore it, there's so many people that want to get to your position that don't know how to get to your position. I feel like you have so much to, like, teach people in that aspect.
1: And you know funny? I love teaching people.
0: Yeah. Because, that... like, I have, a, I have a bunch of friends that are, like, in corporate, for example, well-paid jobs, but they hate their job and they want to do some of what you're doing in some aspects, right? Yeah. But they don't have the confidence that you had at an early age to be like, I'm passionate about this, let me chase it. Instead, they're on Wall Street hating their lives. Damn. Or like they're working in big tech, Google, whatever, hating their lives. And they'd rather take a pay cut and not like, I mean, depending, whatever, but like...
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's wagering, you know?
0: Obviously, but whatever, right? Yeah. Um, In a in, in pay cut in the immediate term, maybe not long term, yeah. but in the immediate term, just to take those free gigs, just to take all that, but they're scared. Like, I'm not saying you should be a motivational speaker, but like.
1: I, I definitely, consultation is definitely something in my 2024.
0: Um, yeah. Media book or, or routes or playbook. But that but that confidence that you had at such an early age, I don't think a lot of people have that. Oh, and that that, that level of like, not fearing the unknown. I don't think a lot of people have that. Oh,
1: I fear the. Out of the unknown okay so said it. it it's how you handle it yeah 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 it's because you got a lot to talk it, about if I, if I told you if I told you I had a plan for everything I'd be lying to you
0: it was <laughs> no, a, lot, clearly, of, a no, lot of
1: it was a lot of like you, but you put yourself in the right position yeah because I'm sure there was a lot of times that I've done it and it failed or like it just didn't happen yeah or things were like radio silence and you just gotta eat that and you just gotta go okay well that didn't happen I gotta move on I'll take two I'll say two last things one about like teaching people that's definitely like a big thing for me because like let's say when I first started working at WTF Media Studios which is I was I'm gonna I'm, I, I'm gonna say it's the first black owned podcast studio in New York City but I want to say that because I don't know too far mm-hmm. so I don't care how sorry but you know at least at least of its caliber I'm gonna say it is that's right because the quality is right yeah and I and I got to build that first room with my own hands and scout that room and stuff with we it now like that was cool that gave me an opportunity to teach other people who were starting their own podcast like small little things. And as well as their engineers there, you know, teach them how to kind of route things. So that was cool. In terms of another opportunity where I kind of just went like this, last year, around this time, I got to intern for Funk Flex mm-hmm. from Hot 97. And that came out of random because I guess he put a post up saying, hey, I'm looking for a video intern DJ, blah, blah, blah. Like two, three people hit in my name mind you they man names were dropped in there I'm sure he had a reason he hit me up at like 2 a.m I was like let's hop on this call in like 30 minutes I hopped on this call he was like this is the internship this is what it is pay is possible in the future if there's certain gigs that are like exceptional like I'll pay you I'm like let's do it mind you an intern while I'm at a very well paid podcast when I when I was doing Rory Mall, I was still like I'll still be an intern. The level of humility I but, gotta learn. Yeah, I, maybe there's little things of radio. I don't want to do radio, but maybe there's little things in radio that I wanted to kind of just understand. And there was. I got to learn so much in like two three days yeah. of like how it works, programming like that, certain how certain songs are played, etc. The live aspect, the cleanup aspect. But some mistakes happen on radio, but they clean it up. And that's ton. not knocking that every DJ is perfect, but it yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. Making some content, and then this is where I'll end it. So that's the video intern side. But then the DJ side of that internship with Flex was I would go and set up for him. Mm. I think that weekend, I definitely went and set up for him at Lobby in New Jersey. Another weekend, he was opening up for, for Mace Cam and Jada at Apollo. That happens he's like he hits me up that same day and I had another gig that day too and I I had to miss that gig because of this opportunity and I have no regrets for it to this day so that was coming up and then next thing I know he's like I need someone to set up for me I was like okay I go I bring my own controller just in case if something happens with sound but then I go and do the audio check Did a little thing. People who were listening to the the sound check liked what I was playing. It was like, cool, you know, like I played very basic, like early 2000s hip hop. He calls me up and he says he can't make it. I don't know what happened, but he can't make it. Mind you, I've never, I don't even think I really told this story in public before. So, fun fact. He says he can't make it. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm literally here right now like waiting for you to set your stuff up it's like 30 minutes before 30 he's minutes to go on yeah i don't know what but like, and he's not the type to just flake either i'm like all right cool so you want me to tell him that you're not showing up he's like yeah like wait like 10 minutes because like i know they're not going to be very happy but i guess he was also doing it for free so it wasn't like a big deal i was like cool so i sit there i'm texting my friends i'm like so I say I'm making it to this to this concert my dude sold out no, that's what I'm
0: saying. Like, 30 minutes Sold before, out. people are yeah. like starting to show up and shit.
1: But he was just, like, the opener to... He was... Not just, but he was the opener to the opening DJs who were also going to do their own thing and then everybody who, uh, who followed them. Mind you, I was there on Soundcheck watching Jada. I was watching Jada, Cam, and, and Maze perform. I was like, yo, this is lit. And then hearing, hearing "More Money, More Problems live, like, that was like... That's like, damn, that's like the closest I'll ever get to Biggie... Ever classic, ever they go there, like, damn. So, we don't have any DJ. I tell them, Yep, he's not coming, I don't know what's going on. You know, I think he has like a family problem going on, and they're like, Dang, so I guess we might have to play someone's iPad or something. Or, like, unless we know another DJ, <laughs> right? I'm there sitting on the couch, all the other DJs are there, like, they're actual DJs, right, like right. Jada's and Kim's DJs, and whatever. They're like, Well, we don't want to go on right now because we have our own thing, right? I'm there, like, Yo, if I don't. If I don't say something right now, I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot or something. Like, I'm gonna be tight. And, like, I had a, like, I don't know what internally. I was like, like I'm gonna I'm just, I was like, yo, I could do it. And the guy was like, yo, he said he could do it. He's like, they were like, oh, yeah, you did a sound check, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, oh, so you know what we're gonna do. I was like, yeah, they're like, all right, let's go. So I went. How did you feel in that moment? I was scared. I was like in a hoodie and, like, sweats. And, like, mad scared. I didn't even touch that microphone. I didn't interact with the crowd at all. <laughs> like, I didn't have, like, the set of all time, but I, I played my music. Right, right. You know, I, I, I played. But that was crazy for me. That was a, that was a moment of, of leap right there. But I got to say, I can still say to this day, I got to play at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. I got to open for Jada, K, Jada Cam, and, and Maze. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that's a testament of, I guess, who I am. And I even more so thinking about it from this interview, it's just, like, you got to take a risk. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta beat yourself up, not in a in a way of like demeaning yourself, but you gotta fight yourself to make happen. Mm. Sometimes you are your worst enemy, kind of a thing.
0: But so you gotta fight your inner voice. Yeah. Mehen, that that wraps up another episode of the Can it As podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do us a favor. Wherever you're listening, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even YouTube, there should be an option to leave a rating and a review your engagement is just going to help us in the algorithms to ensure that these experiences and stories get heard by as many people as possible, because that's the only way we're going to redefine professionalism. Thank you and see you next time.